My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 74 of The Kate Show. And today I'm talking all about a simple and effective custom workroom marketing plan. So if you own a workroom, this episode is for you. Today we're going to go over exactly what goes into a sales funnel for a workroom, the different pieces you need to have in place for each of those steps to work, and the overall reasons and tips for running your business efficiently from a marketing standpoint. Now, if any of you are part of the WCAA, this was part of a lunch and learn that I did for WCAA National all the way back in April. And I hope that many of you listening have shared this. And if you haven't shared it yet, be sure to share it with your workroom colleagues. Encourage them to become part of the WCAA if they're not already. I'm on the national board for the WCAA and I am the chairman of their marketing committee. So obviously I'm a little biased, but quite honestly also, it is a great organization and it's helping so many up-and-coming and experienced workroom owners in window treatments and upholstery and even interior designers grow their businesses and make the right connections and get vendor discounts so there's really no reason not to become a member all right guys let's dive right into the simple custom workroom marketing plan Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Okay guys, we need to hold on for just a minute because I have a really important question to ask you. How are you planning to grow your business this year? Do you have a plan for getting new clients? Do you panic when your word of mouth referral sources dry up? It's time to take a proactive approach to growing your business with the Window Coverings Association of America. The WCAA specializes in helping upholsterers, window treatment workrooms, and interior designers build businesses that last. They offer ongoing education on topics such as business, profitability, marketing, window treatment design, upholstery techniques, and more. If you want a business that can withstand the economic ups and downs and still support your family, you need the WCAA. Go to WCAA.org to learn more about becoming a member. And P.S. to everyone else listening who might want to partner with or advertise with the WCAA. There's a place for you too. Go to WCAA.org and click on the Industry Partners page. Did you know that over 50% of workrooms have a non-existent or broken sales funnel? Disturbing, right? Well, today we're gonna talk about how you can fix this, how you can spot if you happen to have a non-existent or broken sales funnel, and After you hear this, I know that you're going to feel so much more comfortable with the phrase sales funnel because a lot of us right now are like, oh no, no, I don't do sales. I I do the work, I do the creative stuff, and I just depend on word of mouth referrals for new business, which is great, but there are going to be times when that word of mouth 
resource does dry up, even just temporarily. And I know this because I've spoken with a lot of workroom owners all across the nation and even internationally who say they had a steady stream of referrals coming in and they had great projects and they were working even with interior designers, so to the trade, not just residential. And unfortunately, you can't depend on that forever because you don't have control over it. But what you do have control over is your own sales funnel. It can enhance your word of mouth referrals and it can also fill in the gaps with clients that are just finding you naturally and organically through your sales funnel who would not have found you by referral. All right, guys, what exactly is a sales funnel? Well, it's really just a path that leads take to becoming your clients. There needs to be a step-by-step process. They go here, they see this, they click that, or they call you here and end up there. (laughs) There meaning at your business and ready to pay you. Now, The sales funnel that we're talking about today focuses a lot on digital or online efforts because quite honestly, that's just the way marketing is going. Even though you have an offline business and you may only be serving a certain demographic area, you still need to have a digital presence and you need to be smart about it. It doesn't mean that you need to spend tons of time or money, but it does mean that you need to understand how the pieces work and what you need to be doing as a business owner and perhaps even what you could be outsourcing. So let's break down the steps of a sales funnel. Step one, posting on social media. This is a great way to get your name and your work out there and connect with potential clients on a more personal level. The second step would be the lead magnet on your website. So some of you may see this as email capture and if you sign up you get a free gift such as an ebook or a, some other sort of download. It does not mean you're giving away a free consult because if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time you know how I feel about free consults and you know how much they end up hurting your business and discrediting you. So when I say a lead magnet where they get something for free for getting in your mailing list, I am not saying that it's a free consult. It is actually something that they would be sent via email and that would be automated. So it's not like it's gonna be more work for you. And I will go into further detail about what a lead magnet should look like and the different elements and components that it should include a little later in this episode. The third step of a sales funnel is your mailing list. So when those people find you on social, they go to your site, they want this free thing you're offering, they end up in your mailing list, then they move on to step four, which is receiving your monthly email newsletter. And it's very important that you keep it monthly, that you keep it consistent, that you are not bombarding your mailing list with sales or promotions, but you're actually just being helpful and showing up in the right ways so that they don't forget you exist and they understand more about you and your services and how you can help them. And again, I'm going to go into more detail about that, but I want you guys to know the monthly newsletter is like the most important part of this whole sales funnel. It is the place where leads actually convert into paying clients or they become repeat clients because maybe one of your past clients who's on your mailing list did not realize you offer other services but when they get your newsletter they're like wait a minute I need this too I didn't realize she did that well that's great now you've got a repeat client and she's likely going to start referring you too so let's dive into what you need to do with social media 
to have a really good step one of your sales funnel. When it comes to social media, you can actually keep your attack or your strategy very simple. I suggest that you choose Facebook or Instagram or make sure that whatever you post on one platform gets automatically posted to the other and then choose three days a week that you are going to post. I currently do Monday, Wednesday, Friday when I employ this strategy for myself or for my custom social media clients and it works really well because you're showing up constantly and consistently enough that you stay top of mind with your social media followers and you can start to gain a bigger following, especially if you're on Instagram and you use those 25 to 30 hashtags with every image you post. And as long as you're also taking time to write a good caption, sometimes it can be a funny one-liner or it could be a few more sentences if you want to offer some sort of design tip or a personal story. And this is where I often hear a lot of pushback from workroom owners. They're like, wait a minute, I don't have time to write captions and I sure as heck don't want to get personal with them because I feel like that's unprofessional. And what I want you guys to understand is this. You are your business's biggest marketing asset. So if you want to hide behind your services and never let people get to know the real you, the you that is outside of the workroom, the you that is a mom, a wife, a friend, an activist, you're really going to hurt your marketing. It doesn't mean that you won't get any clients, but you would get so much more if you put yourself out there more. You really get out of it what you put into it. Now, do you, want, you guys want to hear a joke? I heard, I read this on Pinterest and it was about workroom businesses and I thought it was hilarious. It goes, workroom life, the art of looking for the tools you literally just had in your hand. I mean, that really sums up any sort of business, but I thought that was hilarious because I've been in a few workrooms and it is so cool to see all the different tables and tools and sewing machines and all this crazy stuff that you guys have. And you know what? Your social media followers would like to see that too. So don't be afraid to show behind the scenes images. They do not have to be perfect or professional. Now, if you're putting them on your website, they better be as close to perfect as possible. But on social media, you get away with a lot more, and the more real and raw you are, the more people will connect with you and remember you, and they'll end up coming back to you for your services, even if they didn't need you right when they started following you. You gave them another reason to follow you, and that was, you're just an interesting person. Now, a word of caution when it comes to social media. Remember, you need to be using hashtags when appropriate. If you're posting on Facebook, only use two or three. If you're posting on Instagram, use 25 to 30. And those can be placed either in the caption or in the first comment. And if your posts are going directly from Instagram to Facebook, you might want to put them in the first comment of Instagram. That way they don't get carried over to Facebook because Facebook will see those hashtags as being spammy and they won't let very many people see your post as a result of it. I know, crazy, right? Facebook and Instagram are owned by the same company, yet they have a completely different view on hashtags. As another word of caution for you, make sure that you don't treat social media like a great big billboard. Don't talk about your sales or promotions because quite honestly, people don't care. And if you get a client as a result of running some sort of sale, 
that client is attracted to things that are discounted and cheap and they'll likely not be a good client for you, not the type who will invest large amounts of money with you or refer you to people who will. So just keep that in mind. You should be posting 80% things that are all about your ideal client, things that would educate, inspire, entertain them, and 20% of what you post can be a little bit promotional. It's important that you don't get that ratio out of whack because otherwise you'll find that nobody really wants to like your photos or comment or follow you because you're just treating them like little sales machines instead of like real people. Social media is about being social, not about selling. All right, now we're going to move on to the lead magnet portion of the sales funnel. Your lead magnet can be shared on social media and when people click on it, it would bring them to your website. This is easiest to do on Facebook, but if you end up sharing an image of your lead magnet or your freebie, your giveaway on Instagram, you can always say in the caption, click the link in my bio to sign up. Very simple. So let's talk about what exactly a lead magnet is and the components that it needs to have. As I mentioned, a lead magnet can also be called a branded magazine, a freebie or an ebook. It contains tips and inspiration and it's only given to people who join your mailing list. And it actually gives them that incentive to join because believe me, there is nothing more boring than simply saying, sign up for our newsletter because nobody wants more newsletters. But if you can frame it in such a way that the content you're sending them is actually interesting. Sure, it may technically be a PDF or it may technically be an email newsletter, but you are turning the whole system on its head and making it beautiful and inspiring. These lead magnets are the first step to making all of that happen. They will help you easily grow your mailing list. And if you end up using any sort of lead magnet templates, You'll be able to swap out photos or text for your own. You can add your own branding, including your logos, your fonts, and your colors. You could even print these out for client folders or trade show handouts. And if you're wondering, where do I get these lead magnet templates? I will share that with you a little bit later in the episode because I don't want you to get distracted and start Googling things. I want you to understand the purpose of a lead magnet and why you need one. Let's talk about this lead magnet as a branded magazine. If you think about Architectural Digest or El Decor or Better Homes and Gardens, you know that those are physical and digital magazines. They're beautiful. They are well-designed and interesting. Now imagine if you had something like that for your business and it was in digital format on your website for people to join your list and then get for free, or you could print it out like I mentioned and take it to a trade show or give it to your new clients as a nice little gift that really rounds out your brand. Well, let's talk about what the cover of this magazine should look like because again, it's representing your business. So this is really important. First of all, it needs to have a professional high quality image on the cover. It can be a photo of your work and hopefully it is, but if for some reason you haven't gotten professional photos taken of your work yet, you can always use a stock image. You'll also need to make sure that the fonts are ones that match your brand, but that they're also attractive. So you don't want to use the same font everywhere on your cover. That's just going to look a little bit basic. 
You'll also want to make sure that your cover includes headlines and snippets of the contents, just like a regular magazine would. And you want to make sure it really does look beautiful overall. Now let's talk about the first page of your magazine. Well, there should be a magazine article. There should be a photo spread. There should be excerpts and tips and advice. And all of this can be arranged really beautifully graphically designed because you don't want it to look like an email that you typed up or like something that you typed out furiously in Microsoft Word. It actually needs to be beautiful. The second page of your magazine is a continuation of this. The magazine article will continue or you'll start a new one. There will be at least one featured image. There will be poll quotes and a varied layout because you don't want every page of your magazine to look the same, but you do want there to be continuity throughout, much like a well-designed room. Your branded magazine can be as long as you want it to be, but you really only need it to be three or four, maybe five pages. So now you'll have to put in your contact page. You'll need your headshot, a brief bio, and the same for anyone else on your team that you would like to feature. A few more photos of your work. Again, make sure they're professional and your contact information. This just rounds it out so that people remember, okay, this is the company I'm reading about. I am so impressed by them. Look at their work and look, it's easy to contact them. I think I'll do that. That is the whole point of having a branded magazine. Plus, these are really easy for people to share with their friends or their family members. So it's a great referral marketing tool as well. So let's say someone did opt in to get your lead magnet, your branded magazine. Now they're in your mailing list. Well, the question is, what do you do with them next? You don't want to just leave them in there and never contact them again. That would be a huge waste. So now is the time for sending a monthly email newsletter. And here are the top things that an email newsletter needs to include in order to be effective. You'll need to make sure that you do not exceed three to 400 words because nobody has time to read an entire book. You'll need to make sure that you have a good banner image with your logo, a welcome message or an introduction to your topic, three main points, each illustrated with an image, a list of your top two or three services, any design news or design tips you'd like to share, your bio and your headshot, and last but certainly not least, a call to action. A call to action is where you tell your reader what you want them to do after reading your newsletter. So it could be as simple as reply to book a consult or click here to learn more about such and such service. Whatever you do, make sure that you don't forget your call to action because that's actually the whole point of a newsletter. And this is where I've seen so many of my customers land projects that are thousands of dollars that they wouldn't have gotten had they not sent a newsletter. So it's important that you include this step. It is the biggest one in your sales funnel because it's where the leads convert into paying clients. If you like the idea of getting more clients, or repeat clients or better projects, you likely have another hurdle you need to overcome. And that is, what exactly do you write in these newsletters? I just gave you the general skeleton, the general framework, but it could still be up to you to come up with topic ideas and do the writing and gather the images. And I want you guys to know that if you're overwhelmed by that, it's okay. I do have Reese's resources, excuse me, that will help you with this, 
But I also truly believe that you are capable of doing this yourself. Yes, it may take a little bit of time, but the return on investment is so huge that you really cannot afford to ignore it. In fact, email marketing is 40 times more effective than Facebook marketing, so keep that in mind. Now, I'm gonna give you some ideas about how to come up with different topics. First of all, whatever topic you choose, you need to make sure that it aligns with your ideal client. So you actually need to know who you're serving. You need to make sure that the services that you're promoting in this newsletter would actually be something this client would want. So again, align it with your client, align it with your services, and make sure you keep the topic relevant and timely. Don't talk about outdoor furniture in the middle of October because people are getting ready for winter. They're not thinking about outdoor living. Also make sure that whatever you're talking about can be easily illustrated with images. You only need like three images, maybe four. So it's really not hard, but the visuals are important because you know that cliche saying a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, it's true. And that's going to be the best way for you to convey what you're trying to tell your readers. And then last but not least, like I said before, you have to include a clear and sensible next step for readers to take. To give you some topic ideas, I'm going to share some newsletters that I have written recently for my workroom clients. And if you guys are interested in getting your hands on these, again, I'll share that with you at the end. But here are a few different categories you can be thinking about if you're going to write your own newsletter. They need to be how-tos or holiday-based or inspiration-based, such as how to clean upholstery and drapery or Easter brunch guide or whatever holiday you happen to be near or three drapery hardware ideas. Keep it simple, keep it very focused because the more you jam into a newsletter, the less effective it will be. But if you're focusing, zeroing in on one thing, how to clean upholstery and drapery or three drapery hardware ideas especially, they're going to be thinking along the lines of, I need better hardware or you know what? I don't just want to clean my upholstery or drapery, I need new stuff. And that's where you come in. The bottom line of every newsletter is to promote you in a non-promotional, non-salesy, completely helpful and personal way. A few other newsletter topics that I have recently created include the best bedroom window treatments, or design and soft furnishing tips for fresh spaces, and two-story window treatments because these are space specific and they are specialty situations. And like I said, the more niche, the more narrow of a focus you can have, the more effective your newsletter will be. I also suggest you do what I did and write specific newsletters about very different window treatments. So all about Roman shades or all about drapery or how to layer different window treatments for a unique look. You could even get into color and discuss the Pantone color of the year or how to use a neutral color palette or the best color palettes to use in your upholstery and your drapery, what have you. Because I know that a lot of workroom owners also offer color consultations and that is a really easy way, a nice segue into offering the consult to someone, especially if it's a paid consult, because again, you shouldn't be offering these things for free. Your knowledge has value. And when you can prove that knowledge and your value to someone in a brief email newsletter like this, 
it greatly enhances the possibility of them hiring you for that service. A few other topic ideas that I have used because my clients requested them include motorized window treatments, such as the benefits of motorization, the best uses of motorization, because you guys have told me that a lot of your clients are intimidated by motorization, but once they understand what it is and that it's not going to cost them their firstborn child, they actually want it. They want that convenience. And that's really good for you as the window treatment professional, because then you can start selling motorization. That's awesome. Another thing that I've written about quite a bit is newsletters on how to dress specialty windows, such as arched windows, bay windows, or patio doors, because homeowners really aren't sure. They just see what is in big box stores, they see what's on HGTV, but you and I both know what they're seeing out there in advertising may not work for their home, it may not look good in their home, and it may not function the way it needs to in their home. So this is your chance to shine and explain to them why custom is so important. All right, guys, that was a lot of information in a short amount of time. So I'm going to use the next few minutes to address some frequently asked questions that I get all the time. Anytime I present on this topic, there are always people in the chat box asking me these things. So let's just get them out of the way. Number one, do I have to have a freebie or a magazine in place on my website before I can send a newsletter? Well, the answer is no. In fact, you don't even need to be doing social media in order to send a newsletter. Because the newsletter is the most effective step in your sales funnel, you should start doing that ASAP. Number two, how can I get or create my own lead magnet or branded magazine? Well, this is where I come in, guys. If you go to socialitevault.com, I've already created branded magazines for workrooms, whether you are to the trade, retail, or both. And you can grab those, put in your text, your images, or you can use my text and the images that I put in because they're all stock photos and they're safe to use. You're not going to get in trouble. And then you can run with it and you're done. You don't have to hire a graphic designer. Now you could go that route. You could hire a graphic designer to do all of this for you. And I used to run it that way for my clients too, but just between you and me, it got pretty pricey. So that's why I put it in my membership at socialitevault.com. Number three, how often should I change my lead magnet or branded magazine and exactly where on my site should I put it? All right, so here's the truth of it. Once you have a lead magnet or a branded magazine set up, you don't need to constantly change it. You could use the same one for years or you could switch it out every few months. It really just depends on how much your services are changing, how much you want to enhance or promote one service over the other, or if you find that your target client is changing and you want to appeal to a new demographic, that would also be a time where you would need to change your lead magnet. Now, if you've done a rebrand or you have a different way of doing things, make sure that you at least update your existing lead magnet so that it's still relevant. Question number four, how often should I send an email newsletter? Now, I touched on this briefly in the beginning of this presentation, but remember, you guys need to send a monthly newsletter. So that means every four weeks. 
I've seen people go a little crazy with this and send every two weeks, but that often results in lower open rates because people get overwhelmed. And I've also seen people go to the other end of the extremes and only send a newsletter every other month. And then they wonder why they don't get any results. So make sure that you are in the middle, you're in the sweet spot of every four weeks. Question number five is twofold. First of all, People want to know, what do I do if I don't have a mailing list? And then they also want to know, how many contacts do I need on my mailing list before I can start setting up this whole sales funnel or at least sending email newsletters? Well, here's the truth of it. Everyone has a mailing list because we've all had clients in the past, even if we've only been in business for six months. And as far as how many people do you need on your list? Well, as many as possible is great, but you have to make sure that they are either past clients or they're people who contacted you for projects and maybe you just didn't end up working with them but it was still a positive interaction so i have people in my membership who have mailing lists as small as 35 people and as big as over 6,000 people it just depends there is really no such thing as a mailing list that is too small because remember even if you have a list that's just a few dozen people all it takes is for one person to book a project with you to make this worth your while or another person to refer you to a few of her friends to end up growing your entire business and directly positively impacting your bottom line. If at this point, guys, you're like, yes, okay, I'm ready. I know I need help with social media content. I need a lead magnet. I need email marketing. I need someone to help me with the tech that is involved with email marketing, especially and getting it on my website. Guys, I'm here for you. Go to socialitevault.com, get a 14-day free trial. You have access to everything on your 14-day free trial. So you can figure out whether or not you like it, whether or not it's going to work for you. You can ask me questions. We can get on the phone. This is my way of making sure every workroom owner out there understands that marketing is easy and it's not expensive and it is real life solutions to real life problems and right now your biggest problem is likely marketing your business and i know that because i've spoken with so many of you all over the u.s and canada and the uk and australia everyone has the same problem we've all been to a point brainwashed into thinking that marketing is expensive, we can't afford it, or we don't deserve it, which is an even worse mindset because you absolutely do deserve it. And I believe in it so much, I believe in you so much, that I want you guys to go grab two weeks for free, get all my content, and run with it, play with it, make money off of it, because that is why we are in business. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your time today. Head over to socialitevault.com and I will see you there. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.